Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's Books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's Books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Okay, so today's useless fact of the day. Are you ready? Lay, lay it on me. I'm ready. I'm Have ready. you been watching Jeopardy lately? Uh, yes, because a librarian won. <laughs> Dude, oh, wait. That was... was that your... Did I just... Okay. I well, just... Oh. Not only is she a librarian. So, right. So, okay. James, right. James Holzhauer, who's from Naperville, which is a suburb of wait, Chicago. he's from Naperville? Yeah. I did not know that. He lost after 32 straight wins mm-hmm. to Emma... I'm going to butcher her last name, which I think is Bocher. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a librarian from Chicago, and she's decided to give back to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill School of Information and Library Science. Get out of town. I didn't know she was a... Wait, she's she's not giving all the money to them. No, 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 no. I was going to say. But she's But gonna... she's giving some money? That's yeah. super nice of her. Yeah. Especially because he said earlier that he... The only reason that he uh, had done so well was that he had read a lot of children's books. Really? And boned up on his knowledge that way. And then he was interviewed by Publishers Weekly, who asked him to name some titles, which he really couldn't do. And so I was all like, says he read children's books. Can't even name a children's book. We do a podcast about children's books, and I think I can remember maybe three titles we've done. (laughs) Fine. I'm just saying, if you're reading the books to learn about stuff, wouldn't you remember the names of the book? Maybe not. I'd say it's kind of a librarian reaction to it. Oh, yeah. Big time. But we we do actually read children's books we do. on this podcast we do for reasons yes whether we like it or not hey that's, that's the stuff that's the reason that that is actually the reason yeah. yeah and if we do like it we may consider it a classic yes and if we don't like it we may consider it's not a classic or crap or crap we could just call it crap. sometimes we like it and we don't consider it a classic sometimes we like it and it is crap that is true. <laughs> we have a wide range. We have we have many layers, you and I. Yes. Many facets. Yeah. Yes. Well, so today's book was one that I was going to do last week, and it got it kind of bumped. Um, and the reason I was going to do it last week oh, was... Oh, because someone died. The author died. Yeah. The author died recently. Is he still dead? She. She? And yes, oh. to the best of my knowledge, okay. there is no zombie of her wandering around the streets of London. London. Oh, she's London. British. She's, she is British. And I, I could just say her name, but I think I'll just pull out the book. All right. The Tiger Who Came to Tea. By? Judith Kerr. Who is dead. Yes. <laughs> um, so she is a British children's author. Really? No. Okay, sorry. Come I, on. Okay, I buried the lead of... there, yeah. Yeah. The Tiger Who Came to Tea. Yes, yes that does sound a bit, bit on the British side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, she wrote two books that Americans know. Uh, this one, sort of. And uh, When Hitler Killed Pink Rabbit, which doesn't sound like the tiger who came to tea at all. No. So you've got your Hitler and your tiger. Okay. I decided not to give you the Hitler book, as it is a chapter book and very, very long. Ah. Uh, But I am going to give you the tiger book, which is probably her best known in America picture book. I shall hand it to you. And you will read it. Okay. Okay. While Kate does her read, I'll give you a little background information on Judith Kerr. Uh, so she received many honors in her lifetime. For example, 
She was named in 2012 an OBE, which of course you all know, is an officer of the most excellent order of the British Empire for her children's literature and her Holocaust education. Now, she said that she was inspired to write The Tiger Who Came to Tea by her experience when she was a young mother in the late 1950s. She explained that her husband was away at the time working with a movie director while she and her daughter, Tacy were home alone. They were lonely and hoped someone would visit them. We'd been to the zoo, so it seemed reasonable a tiger would come, Ms. Kerr said in an interview. Uh, but as you will hear when I talk to Kate, Wikipedia has a very different spin on this book's origin story. More on that soon. We are back. Ugh. What? Uh. I have so many qualms and questions qualms. and issues and I don't questions. even... Questions. Oh. Issues. Yes. So I'm just many. going to repeat every word you say. <laughs> so many. What? Okay. Qualms, questions, issues. Qualms, questions, and issues with Kate Ramsey. <laughs> yes. Specifically okay. with this... Britishness. Britishness. Yeah. Yes. It, well, it's unavoidable, quite frankly. Okay. Let's just start with some sassy song competition. Okay. Because we start. The I book. didn't. You know, if you'd asked me if there was a single son in this book, I would have said no. Oh, there is one. There is one. And it's trying to vie for the top spot of sassy son. It is uh, observing the action below with uh, a bit of sass. Yeah. But yeah. it fails. You know why? Because it's it? British. So... <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to lose our entire <laughs> British listening ship with this one. Oh, like we have any. There are at least one. <laughs> really? I don't know. Maybe. Nah. His name is Bob. This no book is so British. I mean... Oh, really is. From their, from the tea to the good posture to <laughs> saying... <laughs> to saying mummy. To the sensible shoes. To, say, to eating biscuits. Yes. And there's a double-decker bus. There is... No, it almost ticks off every bo like box that there could be. Here's what I don't understand. So you got mm. a mom and her daughter having tea time. Yes. A mum. And her daughter. Mummy, yes. A mummy. Mummy. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. So. With her cardigan. And then someone knocks on the door. Yep. And she can't understand who it is. Can I just say the girl is sporting some killer, I don't know if they're tights or leggings, but I'm really fond of them. No. The daughter, my oh. friend. Those. Her checkered tights. Checkered. Yeah. But what color are they checkered? It's like pink and blue and white. Not yeah. a color combination you normally see in your checkered tights. But if I were like a seven-year-old kid, I would totally rock those. Oh, my daughter, I'm surprised, has not requested them from this book. Yes. <laughs> Precisely. So anyway, so, they, so they're having tea time. No, Someone knocks on the door. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, it can't be the milkman. It can't be the boy from the grocer. It can't be dad because he's at work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So who is it? So they knock it. So she, mom opens the door. Yep. No, sorry. The little girl opens the door. Sophie. 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 Yeah, she opens girl. the door. Uh-huh. And it's a tiger. It's a tiger. Yeah, no. No. First of all, you need to shut that door, lock but it, he's on call, his, call animal he's services. He's on his hind legs. That's adorable. Do, do you trust any animal with those eyes? Well, he he looks like hubs. Okay, his no. eyes are... His eyes are super mischievous. Then he says, I'm so hungry. Slam that door, kid. <laughs> okay. You don't need to hear it. Yeah. You need to hear the rest of it. That's true. I he's mean, hungry. Pretty so much, door. if you're in a picture book and a tiger says he's hungry... 
you run the other way. You know what tigers eat? Yeah. Meat. Yeah. That's all they, they do eat. Like, they do like the They meat. don't eat biscuits. No. They don't drink tea. Well, they, they do, actually. I don't know if you read the no. entire book, but as it turns out, they he, do all those things. Um, This particular tiger is so rude. Well, he... Okay. He sits down at the table. He does... They, they offer him a sandwich. A. One yes. sandwich. What does he do? He, he um, swallows the entire plate of sandwiches. He, he does do that, yes. And then... She, the little girl, because she doesn't know better, sure. she passes him the buns. Right. Which is weird. Buns. I get a little confused because tea is confusing to me. As I understand it, is tea lunch? No. Is tea dinner before dinner? No. I feel like tea replaces tea a meal, though. It's linner. It's, it's, anyway, it's, it's it is like, linner. It's like the American linner. It's linner, but that's because their lunch was so crap. Was that it? <laughs> There's a reason it's essential, because there the are queen, books in which someone has to give have, up their tea and it, and they go hungry as a result, so... Doesn't the queen have tea at, like, 3 o'clock? Does that mean they have, like, dinner at, like, 9 p.m. or something? Because I don't remember that. I don't know. Uh, that's, like, Italian. They do thi- well, they do things a little... I don't know. I don't know. So... If you can clarify what tea is, gentle listeners... <laughs> tea uh, time. Tea time. Yeah. Uh, please let us know at feastgate8 at gmail.com. So, the little girl offers him a bun... He eats the entire dish of buns. Yeah. Then he eats all the biscuits. Mm. Then he eats all the cake. Mm. Then the mother offers him a drink. He drinks all the milk. He drinks all the tea. Then he goes and helps himself in the kitchen. No. He is so rude. Why did the mother not kick him out? He's like a brat in cat form. It's true. But to be fair, he's very hungry and he hasn't looked at them yet. So I think the feeling is if we fill him up with everything else, he won't eat us. I think the mom would be thinking she's apparently okay with her daughter cuddling up to it. Uh, she should not have let this tiger mm-hmm. in the house. We haven't done it yet, but this is a very cat in the cat hat situation. I feel like this is also the part where every reader or every listener is going, Kate, it's not real. <laughs> it's not real, Kate. Chill. Um, no. Not, not no, going to chill? No. Let's get into the more ridiculousness of this, shall oh, we? Oh, yeah. Here's where we get so he eats all the dad's supper. Okay. Because Why just the dad? Who knows? I know. And then he goes into the fridge and eats all the food. The ice box. Then he goes and eats all the packets and tins in the cupboard. How he got the tins open were a little unclear. Tigers aren't great with the old can opener. They got they got claws. They got the claws. They're super sharp. He's also got off. really sharp teeth. See, again, would you tell this guy no? I don't think so. Then he drinks all the milk. He drinks mm-hmm. all the orange juice. He drinks all of daddy's beer. I love... That he drinks all of daddy's beer. I get a real kick out of reading that. I don't know why, but it just makes me happy. And then he drinks all the tap, all the water in the taps. Yeah. I do like that he's drinking it like a cat would. He is. And like she's in... and she's cuddling his tip, the tip of his tail because it's so softy. Yeah. So look how she puts her cheek to it. Uh-huh. Like you do. How does anyone or anything drink all the water from a tap? So that is a mystery. Um, it's not like they have a well. This is Maybe London. they have a well. No, this is I London. It's London, yeah. If they walk out their door and Do we know it's it, London? We know it's England. Well, they, but we, and then we know it's a town. Right, and there's a double-decker bus, and there's, and there's a double-decker bus. shops, and I guess walking it's distance. probably London, yeah. And I guess the origin story that I, I explained earlier uh, was that she was... No, it doesn't say they lived in London, but you can sort of read between the lines. Right. Yeah. It's they, not Newcastle. If, if they walk out their door and there's a bunch of shops and cafes and restaurants or sure. whatever, it's probably a big it's city. probably Muswell Hill. So how, again, how does a cat drink all the water in a tap? 
But he's very thirsty. Did he drink all the water in London? Like Apparently so. I don't understand. But it's so, okay, it'll be back tomorrow. So he leaves now mm -hmm. that he's full, and he says, thank you for my nice tea. No. <laughs> no, no, no. You drank this family, you ate and drank this family out of... Of house and home. Yes. Precisely why that phrase was invented. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then daddy comes home. And she's got nothing for supper. Well, and, and the kid can't take a bath. Because there's should, no water. And wouldn't you do the bath after dinner? Well, if this explains the whole thing with the tea, if the tea is liner and then the dinner is late, then you could do the bath and then do yeah, the late so they do dinner. Yeah, so they do it a little backwards. Maybe? I don't know. Right, but she can't take a bath because no. there's no more water because right. the cat drank it all. It didn't work, yeah. So then Dad comes home with his fabulous pants, which I thought you would appreciate. I do appreciate them. They would fit very well in with uh, Tommy and Mitzi. Yeah. Something about you and men in plaid pants. I love them. Dad comes home. Sophie and Mummy tell him everything that happened. Mm -hmm. And he says, I've got a very good idea. <laughs> we'll put on our coats and go to a cafe. No, you should go to the grocery store. Get grocery some store is probably closed by this time of night. What? They also don't have a car. Remember, they get the groceries from the boy who gets the groceries. Though I guess later they have to get it themselves. And they have a little rolly thingy. Yeah. They're going to be spending... Hundreds and hundreds of pounds on food. Oh, I'm aware of that. Like, yes, yes. They, they will be spending a month's budget worth of food to replace what was lost. And what they do makes me furious. Wait, oh, what? So after, what? after they go to the cafe and they yeah. eat, and then they go to the grocery store, sure, yeah. they pick up uh -huh. a giant tin, I'm sorry, a very big tin, a very big tin. of tiger food. Mm -hmm. No, no, <laughs> no. Look, what if they wake up and the tiger is in their home? Like, what if he just forced his way in? First of all, is do you insurance? know what's in that tin? Tiger? Oh, you mean you think it's babies? It's, it's <laughs> something that you probably don't want to be handling. Well, that's why it's a tin. Uh, clearly, he can open his own tins. It's And it's obviously not that big, so they probably should have... Okay, for, they shouldn't have bought it at all. Like, it's this insurance. Is, this is encouraging bad it's, behavior. It's in, it, you, know, what? you know what? It's like when you buy something and then you never need it. It's sort of like superstitious way of like keeping the tiger away. Like if you have the tiger food, then the tiger won't come, right? Because that's science. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just so furious by this. Like one, you shouldn't have bought it. Mm -hmm. Two, why would you encourage him to come back and mm -hmm. like have the food? Three, do you know even know what's in that? Like, did you read the ingredients that are in that tin? By the way, did you notice a mom's wearing some sharp boots there? I was more noticing the daughter's lack of a nose. Okay. It's, well, that's she, sort of a pit where a nose She has a nose. Yeah. And then she... I think that's the shadow. Also, it, she's wearing the same pants. Apparently, she only owns one pair of pants. The leggings? The leggings. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe she they're like her favorite pair, and she's going to wear them out until... It's not a school day. I mean, they can't do laundry because they don't have any water. That's... Well, maybe it came back by now. <laughs> when, when does it come back? When I do you, don't know. When, when, when the tiger <laughs> drinks your water... This is an XKCD question. I don't know. And then the page that makes me so confuzzled. Okay. Is the last page uh -huh. where they say, you know, they bought this tin, they got just, tin. In, just in case the tiger sure. comes back. Uh -huh. At the last page it says, but he never did. He never did. And then you get this picture of the tiger <laughs> playing a purple trumpet that's playing goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Like the Pied Piper. What is going on? I don't know. It's British, Kate. Why is he This playing... would make perfect sense if you were from London. Why is he playing a trumpet? What is going on? 
What is this um, madness? I, 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 I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd be more upset if your frustration wasn't so amusing. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's rather, rather charming. Um, want some background on the book? No. Sure you do. Because it's weird, my friend. It's weird. Okay. okay, so Wikipedia has created what may be my favorite entry on a picture book to date. All right, so that's, that's, a, that's a tall order. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a tall call. You might have been wondering, oh, what's the innocent little backstory to this book? Uh, before you get to that, this is what Wikipedia says. Care, we're going to say care, because that looks like what's pronounced it. Care spent her early years in Berlin, just before the start of the Third Reich. Okay, so right there. Right there. You're like, wait, what? And her father was on a death list because his, of his opposition to the Nazis. Michael Rosen, also a children's author, claims the tiger could be based on her memory of the past threat. Something that could have disrupted her life as a young child and taken everything the family owned. Judith knows about dangerous people who come to your house and take people away. She was told as a young child that her father could be grabbed at any moment by either the Gestapo or the SS. He was in great danger. So I don't know whether Judith did it consciously or not. I wouldn't want to go there. But the point is, he's a jokey tiger, but he is a tiger. No. I reject that. I continue. <laughs> However, Care has stated more than once that the tiger represents nothing more than a tiger. Exactly. And has nothing to do with the Nazis. Exactly. Yeah, I have to kind of agree with that one. Yeah, I could see right through that first explanation. Like, nope, no, next. No, I'm not, like, do you think it's like some subconscious, you no. know? No, because then the tiger would be more of a threat. And the tiger would be threatening to take the mom away from the daughter. Right. and she did with her own art... Yes, you're right. It would be threatening them to take the mom, like, to, or at least to eat the mom right. in front of the daughter. Right. Right. Or something. It wouldn't be this adorable... I mean, she's cuddling that tiger every yes. step of the way. Yes. There is nothing Nazi about and this tiger. And then they get food at the end. The yes. end. Like, Precisely. I, I don't... I, uh, Sorry, Michael Rosen. We reject your <laughs> interpretation of this book. Amusing on the Wikipedia page, as it might be. Uh, last year was the 50th anniversary the British uh, publisher, which is HarperCollins in Britain, uh, had, oh, they did all sorts of stuff. They, they, they went all out. They had big parties, they had, they had perfect tea parties, where I assume someone just walks in and eats all your food in front of you, and then you get dressed in a tiger costume. Yeah. Because they were going to have 50 tiger tea parties. So, I mean, literally, does that mean that someone in a tiger suit comes in and just steals all the food from the kids? I assume that's how you do that. I would hope so. That would, that would be what I would think. All right, here's, here's where it gets even weirder. All right, last year, I saw that I was trying to find this book, and instead, I found a book called The Tiger Mum Who Came to Tea. So I'm thinking to myself, A, that's British. They must know this book. Is this a conscious parody? Yeah. Uh, insofar as I can tell, yes. It is 55 pages long and clearly for adults. So don't be thinking that the picture book parodies are only an American thing. Apparently, the British do really bad ones, too. Interesting. It's very nice. It sort of evens the, evens the scale here. Uh, the original artwork is held by Seven Stories, which is a, a children's literature center in the UK. It is, in fact, a national center for children's books. I just want to point out that in the States, we don't have a national center for children's books. Cough, cough. <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> Ratings time. No. Ratings on. 
Number one, not a classic. Ready time. Number two, not much of a plot. Well, no. Well, yeah, I think that's a plot. Tiger comes to your home and eats all your food. And then you replace it. The end. It drank all of Daddy's beer. No. I... All <laughs> number, of Daddy's Number three, I can't remember, the, I can't remember the title. His Guinness is gone. I remember, like, Tiger Tea. That's all I got. Well, that's What's pretty much that's the, the Tiger, tiger Came to Tea. Yeah, tiger you, Tea. You kind of have it. Eh. There's not a lot of Tiger Three, tea it's a weird message. Like, encourage bad behavior and <laughs> prepare for it for when it happens Oh, again. I see what it has happening here. You can't stand brats in books, and this tiger strikes you as a brat. This is a brat in a cat costume. It's, yes. a, brat, it's a brat in a cat. <laughs> the brat and the cat. Yes. Um, oh and the last page just confuzzles me so much. Like, it's completely pointless. Why is he playing a trumpet? Why is the trumpet saying goodbye? Why is the trumpet purple? When did he learn to play a trumpet? Why does that have anything to do with... Why okay. is And why isn't he coming back? He just got free food and drink for a day. Why wouldn't you keep coming back? Like right. this That's makes a point. That's a point. But, you know, counterpoint. <sighs> counterpoint. He's fuzzy. I don't think you're taking that into account properly. Okay, let me hear your rating, because I haven't... My rating any. is an even, even, even five. I like it a lot. I'm very charmed by it. Possibly, however, I may be charmed by the Britishisms, which I find charming, because I'm one of those Americans where if a person walks in the room and starts speaking with a British accent, I A, think the person is very smart, because they have a British accent, and B, I'm charmed. And I'm just like, just keep talking. Wow. Just keep saying words. So I'm not a one book of those. like this. Yeah, <laughs> clearly not. So a book like this is this is this is Betsy Bait, basically. Gotcha. This is this is speaking on my level. I enjoy it. It reads aloud very well to the kids. Does it have a moral? Oh by God, no. But not every picture. The moral book needs a is moral. like encourage bad behavior. That's that's what it is. Or or just I think it's be prepared. Or keep your mouth shut when bad behavior happens. Well, they don't. Don't want try to and eat. don't try and stop it. Don't try and. Um, you know, discourage it or correct it. Just let it happen and then prepare for it to happen again. The we're, end. We're getting back to the World War II message and I don't want to go in the direction. So I'm I, a five and I you gave, are what? I gave this a two and a half oh. because I like the Sassing Sun competition. Okay. And I don't hate it. Yeah. It's just... I honestly, you know what? I'm going to dip my five down to a 4.5. Okay. So just to be on the safe side... It's not a classic. No. It's not a classic. No, definitely not. It is fuzzy. It's a fuzzy, fuzzy book. Yeah, okay. It's so fuzzy. All right. <laughs> Getting weird now. Letters time. <laughs> letter, letter, letters. Okay, so uh, we had one more Pete the Cat letter, because um, I know we had a bunch before, but we got one more. One more Pete the Cat letter. Sarah wrote in, and she said, a few months ago, I stumbled upon your podcast, and I find it simply delightful. Aww. While I marathon Game of Thrones during the evening, I binged your show on my way to work. That's my favorite comparison right there. <laughs> and although Game of Thrones has sadly come to an end, I am thankful that my favorite duo continues to entertain me. We're her favorite Aww. duo. Take that, click and clack. <laughs> your recent episode featuring Pete the Cat is by far one of my favorites. Hmm. My daughters were young during the Pete the Cat frenzy. Oh, it's still going on, baby. So it seemed natural to introduce them to him. Parentheses, we love cats. I Un do too. Yes, I do too. Unfortunately, I have been known to judge a picture book by its cover, and like Kate, I am not a fan of sketchy artwork. In fact, every time I passed by one of these books, I could not help but think of Phoebe Buffet's song, Smelly Cat. Smelly Cat, Smelly Cat, what are they feeding you? Smelly Cat, Smelly Cat. 
not your fault. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> we, we're taking this show on the road. <laughs> anyway, I appreciate your opinions regarding this book, and your final rating relieved me of any guilt I had regarding my callous feelings towards Pete. Oh, I'm happy to hate Isn't on anything. Nice so, well, yeah, clearly you are. <laughs> As opposed to uh, Tell Me a Mitzi, which everybody loves that book. So I was quoting in that piece quite a lot from an article in Tablet Magazine written by Marjorie Ingall, who gave me pretty much any fact that you heard in that episode came from that piece. Marjorie heard all this and wrote in. Oh. I, and there's many O's here, love this, many more O's here, Book parentheses, and enjoyed your description of babies with five o'clock shadow. <laughs> they all look like Ed Asner. Pincus's illustrations are so beautifully, spectacularly, thoughtfully, hilariously ugly. Sendak with all the cute stripped out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good praise, that is. Yeah. That's fine praise. Naomi wrote in, too. She says, I love, 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 tell me a Mitzi, love Laura Segal's writing. Also her recent Half the Kingdom, though it is not for kids, and was just complimented a couple of weeks ago by someone who told me I looked like the little Mitzi that Harriet, Harriet Pincus drew. Also, another Jewish classic that is not a Hanukkah book is The Carp in the Bathtub by Barbara Cohen, illustrated by Joan Halpern. Did not know that one. And then finally, uh, we had, well, I'm just going to say her name is Mirabz. Because this is, this is from Instagram and no one ever has a real name on there. Uh, she said, well, she first she said, how can you read Tell Me a Mitzi, but not Tell Me a Trudy? So then she includes a picture and it does look very similar, but clearly a different illustrator. And we said, we've never heard of it. We will mention it on the podcast. And then she said, cool. Really funny coincidence. I've had these books since I was a kid, but my three-year-old found them last week and has been obsessed since then. That's how I came across your podcast. My kid really enjoyed your description of the book, by the way. Oh. Grown-up things we like. Do you want to go first or second? Uh, I don't care. I... Oh, I'll go first then. So I went to Denver. Yes. For the Pop Culture Con, which is basically... A comic con, but they're actually acknowledging the fact that they're just celebrating all forms of pop culture that good. exist in the world, which was very honest and very good. Yeah. I have ne I have been to C2E2. I have been to the New York Comic Con. I have never seen this number of people comfortable dressing up. This was a good number, like a really comfortable number of people, and I was clearly in the minority not dressing up. And I saw everything, man. My favorite being the guy dressed up like Snape, but when Snape had um, been a boggart that had been hit with the spell by Neville uh, to make him look ridiculous, and he's wearing Neville's grandmother's hat with the vulture on it. I mean, yeah. it was it was choice. <laughs> but I ran into one of our listeners. Ooh. Lark. Oh, our Lark and I hung out. She are, uh, she are... Our third cousin? She's our third, our, or first third cousin? First cousin. First cousin, I believe. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and... For, well, for listeners who don't know, if you are a listener that responds or emails us often, you we, become we make part of... Family. You make yeah. You become part of the family. We basically yeah. make your So family. we have Stephanie, the third sister. We have Lark, the first cousin. That's correct. And she gave us gifts. And uh, she made one for each oh, of us. Shut Can you up. tell what they are? This is an embroidered piece that says, mine says Fuse 8 and Kate. And it's got the Slytherin 
I don't want to say the crest. It's kind of the crest, actually. I believe it, it is It has my name on the bottom, and yes. yours is the Hufflepuff one. Yep. Oh my gosh, and this is... she did not know I was going to be in town. She had made these a while ago, and then felt kind of weird about it. I was like, oh, maybe it's a little too stockery to give them. No, and then, so, so when cool. I was there, she gave them to me, and they are now ready and waiting to be framed in our homes, because they are beautiful. Oh, I am totally We will be putting these this. on the Instagram. Totally. You will be seeing them. They're oh, amazing. Oh, man. Lark, yeah. thank you so much. Hurrah. Slytherin for life. What, what? Puff a puff. No. Puffy puff puff puff. And said no one ever. Puffy huff huff huff. Not a thing. Puffy puffy puff. Stop it. Uh, what's your one? Beat that. I can't. Dude. You can't. I really you can't. can't. Don't even try. Uh, try. Try a little bit. Well, I watched Good Omens on <gasps> Amazon How Prime. How is that? I've heard only good things. Hmm, you won't from me. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> what I rely on you for. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad, but let's just... Did you read the book? No. Ah. So all I'm going on is just the show. Okay. And Interesting. The, and there's these kids who Have you ever read any Pratchett? No. Have you read any Gaiman? No. Oh, okay. Well, wait. Please did, continue. Didn't you give me a kid's book of his? With oh, yes. Yeah, so you read The Wolf in the Walls. Yeah, That yeah. was your sole exposure to Gaiman. Yeah. Good call. Okay. I, I like the story. Things I didn't like were casting choices. Oh, interesting. I didn't like who they cast for the kids. Oh, are like, they not good kid actors? They are horrible. Oh, that's not good. That can break a whole thing. All of them are awful. They they have Man. they can't do anything. It's a Netflix o- show. It's Amazon Prime. Oh, never mind. They can't do anything other than neutral. Okay. So uh, yeah. And the the. So the, we're talking like bed knobs and broomsticks, not Mary Poppins. Right. Yes. Okay. Good. Just yeah, a frame of reference. Yeah. yeah. And it's very the the CGI things they have in there aren't really the best quality. Oh, it's Amazon. And who they cast for God is Francis McDormand, which I think they should have done Emma Thompson because yes, it's totally should do Emma Thompson. My my issues were with the casting choices, but I loved the story. I loved um, you know the the. The, the quirkiness of it. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I, I, I thought it was uh, it was entertaining. Good. Not amazing. All right. Not like Lark embroidered. Yeah, so uh, I think Lark wins this, this oh, round. Oh, big time. Yeah, big, big time. time. Big time with that one. But yep. if you're bored, it's only six episodes, but they're like an hour each, so... Six hours of your life, you're basically saying. Yeah, I mean, I binged over a weekend. And okay. It was fine. All right. Yeah. Okay. So we'll end on a meh. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, the book was kind of a meh for both of us. I feel like that's us, a so... very British thing to do, is to end. You don't want to be too excited, and you don't right. want to be too dull. You're just going to yeah. meh, meh, meh. Just, just raising the eyebrow. Oh, and half a set to be. And when we have like a British book, we got mm-hmm. British. We got Harry, Harry Potter. Harry We've... Potter. Yes. Yes. Very, very British. Very British altogether. Yes. On that note, pip pip cheerio. Uh, apples and pears, apples and pears. I'm Kate. I'm Betsy. Good day then. Good day. Wait, wait. <laughs> Australia. Oh, shoot! <laughs> Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at fusekate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at fuse8kate. That's fuse number 8, Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our three-time Olympic champion of boxy boxing is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.